If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday, Benchwarmers. We are glad you are tuning in for a little bit of bonus content this week. We uh, got back on track. We do have some more playoffs to talk about. Last time we spoke, it was previewing Game 6 of the Colorado Avalanche Seattle Kraken plus a little bit of Game 1 of the Nuggets and Suns series. So far, today we get to continue to talk about the Avalanche and Kraken series. That moves on to Game 7 taking place a little bit later on tonight. So we'll get into a little bit of recap and some preview uh, regarding that game. But we are going to give plenty of time to the Nugget series as well. That's already into the second round. And they took care of business the other night. Nico was in attendance inside the building. So we'll get his thoughts and opinions on that. Before we get into everything, make sure you're following at FEOTB pod. Tell a friend, check us out live. You're checking us out live. Let us know how confident you are in game seven tonight down below in the comments. Um, And be sure to, Listen to our regular episodes as we move forward as well. Follow the Variety Sports Network, all that good stuff. Nico, we live to fight another day, and the Nuggets so far are are as advertised. Things are going. We're not going not as advertised because no one's advertising this team as we advertise. Let let let's just keep that perfectly clear because of the amount of people. I believe there was two ESPN writers that picked the Nugs to win the series out of the 50 they have. Um so no, not as advertised as we advertise. The Nuggets have played as we advertise. As we advertise. Okay, as we advertise, but either way, think things have been going well so far. I don't want to get too far out ahead of it. I don't want to be jinxing it. I I don't need to be the source of a jinx or anything like that. But it does seem to have ramifications. It does seem to maybe be writing itself to the point where we might not have to worry quite as much as, as maybe we had in the past. This is still going to be a stressful few few weeks. It's not going to be easy on either side by any means, but for now things are, are moving in the right direction. Guys are putting in the, the things that they need to put in and it's it benefiting. Both teams are benefiting right now as to where we stand, but we're going to start off with the uh, Nuggets and the Sun series. You were there live. Just talk a little bit about the atmosphere pregame. Uh, are, are, is the rest of the, the Nuggets faithful? Are they treating this series like you where it's a, a full-on revenge series? Oh, absolutely. Uh, ab- absolutely. There's zero doubt about it. The pl- building was rocking. There was, there were, there was, th- look, from, from the opening tip, it was a late arriving crowd. Um, the, the traffic has been horrendous on I-25, getting to abs and Nuggets games. I'd expect the same tonight for game seven. So it'd be a late arriving crowd. But the building was packed top to bottom. And from, from the opening tip, the building was rocking. That, like I said, the, the, I think everyone knows the ramifications of KD versus Jokic, uh, Devin Booker versus Jamal Murray. Everyone's realizing how big of a series this is. And seeing what the Western Conference is shaping out to be right now, this could have very, very big ramifications. What the, whatever, whatever the fuck it's called. Ramifications in regards to NBA Finals, who's hosting the NBA Finals in the West. Um, who will be the West representative. So, like I said, that building was rocking. Like I said, it, it, it had big game feel. I, I haven't heard that building that loud since, I want to say, the Christmas Day game. 
And that Christmas Day game, obviously, against the Suns, overtime game winner with the AG dunk that we know so well. So that build, and that building was on its on its toes the whole game. Every dunk, every three, every Jamal Murray step back, Jay, it did not matter. Um, and the Denver Nuggets fed off it 100. percent Well, I mean, looking at the the box score here, Jamal Murray 34 points, Nikola Jokic 24 points, Aaron Gordon 23, MPJ 11. KCP, Ken, you, you were getting production out of the full and lineup. Your your starters were were Bruce out there Brown, and they were going. Bruce, Bruce Brown also, yeah. Bruce Brown ended the ended the night plus twenty one. Every single person from your starting five were in the plus territory for plus minus. And just comparing that directly, I know that you, sometimes that doesn't tell the story of the game, but. Kevin Durant minus 20, even though he scored 30 points. Yeah, 38 minutes for Kevin Durant minus 20. And I believe it was 40 minutes for Devin Booker minus 18. Yeah. That look, look, if you if you if you think that's if that's gonna happen again, you are you are this series isn't gonna go more than four or five. Like that could not happen again. Kevin Durant having seven turnovers too. Like they were a detriment to the team on the floor, plain and simple. Like like their whole team was. Like, like, like. What, what did I say? What did I say in, in the pre-show on Friday? Devin Booker, Kevin Durant will not beat this team. It will be Chris Paul. It'll be DeAndre Ayton. It'll be the group around them because you know Kevin Durant and Devin Booker will get theirs. There's no stopping Kevin Durant. It doesn't like 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 there he's been playing in the league since 2007, 2008, whenever it was that he drafted, and no one still has an answer for his offensive game. But what you can do is minimalize. The great, the bet, the best, the better looks he'll get, and you minimize those, and you make Chris Paul that bum beat you. Plain and simple, plain and simple. Because when the Suns all of a sudden had some sort of momentum, for Mike Malone had that timeout in the in the third, uh, I believe it was the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter. Um, Chris Paul was doing the pick and roll to thing that he did two years ago to us, and they just completely went away from that and said, Ah, now nah, you don't have it. Like I said, the game plan for the Denver Nuggets fits more perfectly against the Phoenix Suns than it does the Minnesota Timberwolves. Plain <coughs> and simple. Defensively, the matchups are easy. It's it, not easy. Not easy. I'll tell you that. They are easy to see because you're, the question marks were, last series were, oh, fuck, do we put AG on cap uh, with that size? Do we put Zeke Nagy in the game? Do we put um, DeAndre Jordan in the game? Where does Jokic match up defensively? Is it Cat? Is it Gobert? Is it Kyle Anderson? The matchups are as plain and simple as possible. You have three bench guys coming off the bench, um, and Christian Brown, Jeff Green, and Bruce Brown. That each three can guard Booker and KD, right? All, all three of them can. So if KCP is not having a night like he was, you throw Bruce on him. You throw uh, if AG struggled with, with KD, you put KD's old friend that he came into the league with back in Seattle, Jeff Green, on him. Like, like the defensive matches for the for the Denver Nuggets team is 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 matchups very very well very well. With that, I mean, what what are we able to expect from this Denver Nuggets team moving forward? What are the ways that the Phoenix Suns are going to now look to combat and, and get themselves back into this thing? Because they, I think they are. It's between these two squads on the Western Conference, and I think they both know it too. Whoever wins this series is going to probably have the easiest path to make it to the finals and then figure out who's coming out of the East. So what is what is Phoenix going to do? What it, what should the Nuggets be looking for in the response game coming up uh, well, well, with, 
Tuesday yeah, well, is the next game. Uh, Monday, tomorrow. Monday. So, so, well, first things first, the Denver Nuggets won't shoot fifty percent from three again. Okay, so so that probably won't happen again. But but what what I can expect though is a much better game from Nikola Jokic. He was nine for twenty one, and we won by twenty points. I mean, I mean, if that doesn't show sustainability to this team and not fucking around, I don't know what does. Your MVP, two-time MVP, your best player, in the, one of the best players in the world, goes nine for twenty-one from the field, and you're able to demolish, demolish the, the Western Conference favorites. Because it's not you. The Phoenix Suns have been the Western Conference favorites since KD got traded to Phoenix. Hell, they've been the NBA champion favorites since KD came to Phoenix. And, 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 and plain and simple, the Denver Nuggets are going to have to find ways to, to get those other guys in, in rhythm. Michael Porter Jr., 11 points again. Like I said, well, wait, KD and Devin Booker did not have an A-plus game. Okay, they have an A-plus game. It's a five-point game. Nuggets are still winning that game. Plain and mm-hmm. simple. You had a D performance from Chris Paul. I'm sorry, from DeAndre Ayton. You had an F minus performance from Chris Paul in the game, and that's what's going to happen. Plain and simple, because you want to throw out Jock fucking Landale defensively against Jokic. That's who we're throwing out there now in the playoffs. Well, and I bet you DeAndre Ayton's head isn't right. You, you know, that mental capacity is not DeAndre there. DeAndre looked lazy as fuck, too. Not not contesting the defensive rebounds. Jokic had more offensive rebounds this game than DeAndre Ayton had than the entirety of the ball game, offense or defense. Okay? So if the Suns want to win this series and, and, and go back to Phoenix 1-1, they have to have Ayton and Chris Paul step up. Have to. Because, look, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant will win a game themselves. They probably will. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's not going to happen in our building. I expect it to happen in Phoenix. Um, you're going to need Chris Paul and the other to step up because if you're relying on Josh Okogie, Torrey Craig, um, Jock fucking Landale, to, 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 and your bench to give you some boost, it's not going to happen. It's going to be the third and fourth stars on your team. Plain and simple. So – I expect this. Look, I expect this game to be this game two to be a much closer game. It absolutely will be. I, I absolutely do, and, and I think that they'll they'll be much better offensively. Um, the Suns will be, which is crazy to think about because they still scored over. I believe it was over a hundred five points. I believe. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I I think that the Nuggets defensively need to keep up the momentum. Look, everyone's doubting you. Everyone's doubting you. Everyone is. You you have a performance like you do in game one. Look, I ain't happy. Job's not finished. Job is not finished. Put these bums away. Like, like everyone wants to disrespect you. Make people respect you. Make people realize who they're playing. Make people realize who the hell you are. Because right now, every beat writer, every person saying, oh, KD and Devin Booker didn't have a game. 35 for Kevin Durant. 20, I'm like, three from, from Devin Booker. I don't know what, 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 uh, what else you're going to do. They need to drop 50 to win a series? Do they need to drop 50 each to win a series themselves? Seriously, that's a, that's a serious question I'm gonna, I have to ask. Because if well, they mean, do, it's not going to be sustainable to do that for over a seven-game series where you now have to beat the Denver Nuggets twice in a row. And that's where things come into play. That's what the Phoenix Suns have run into for the last two years 
where their stars have to score 50 points. Otherwise, they're not able to win these big games. That's why they didn't win the NBA against Finals. Against healthy teams. Yes, enough, against healthy, healthy teams. teams. Against the teams last- that they're not able to exploit. They they struggle trying to figure out ways to beat them more, more in more ways than one. And you saw Chris Paul taking a shot at Jamal Murray on a breakaway, too, because he knows he, he doesn't have the wits, to, and he's not good enough to stop Jamal Murray. He knows he's not. Yeah, he yeah he's old enough he, now, though. That's just veteran savvy. It's not even veteran savvy. There's no veteran presence. He's not won shit in this league. He hasn't won shit. The only person that's done anything over there is Kevin Durant. No one else has done anything this league over there. No one. Chris Paul, great tenure, long tenure, going to be one of the leading assist guys in NBA history. As far as I'm concerned, still ain't won shit. Still ain't won shit. You got to find ways if your Phoenix starts to injure a guy because the last two series that you've played against healthy teams, the Milwaukee Bucks, who beat you in six, and the, and the Dallas Mavericks, who embarrassed you on your home court. So you're going to have to figure it out. There's going to be some serious questions because right now the mental attitude for the Denver Nuggets is job's not finished. And the Suns' attitude is like, holy fuck, who did we just poke? What bear did we just poke? And, and you just poked a massive one. And, and Jamal Murray and Nicole Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. Uh, let's take a look around the rest of the NBA. All second round matchups are set now. Golden State does defeat Sacramento uh, in seven games, wins that series four to three. The Lakers on the other side of the West also beat the Grizzlies. So we have a seven versus six matchup. The Warriors back with home court advantage, like we were mentioning, was the possibility. Um, yeah, you were right. Memphis was frauds. I think this is a good time it's crazy. to take a victory lap. It's crazy. I said this in January, Jimmy. When did I say that? January? Uh, whenever they did the first down the tunnel when they were dancing, whenever that, that was. It, that was, yeah, it was the first it was time January. I remember them being relevant. And people were like, oh, you got to worry about Memphis catching you. I don't, I'm don't. i not worried about Memphis. They don't scare me at all. Yeah. Like I said. And they shouldn't have. The three teams that I said that scared me in the playoffs, or three of the four teams that I said scared me in the playoffs, are left. The Suns, the Lakers, and the Warriors. I added the Clippers in there, but obviously the Clippers lost to one of the other teams, the, War- the, the, the Suns. So the three teams that scared me the West were those three teams. Plain and simple. And and, and I, I hate to be the breaker of, yeah, I was t- telling everyone, yeah, I was right. But Memphis, Memphis doesn't have no character. And, and and you poke at the bear, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, right. that's the ultimate ball, do, ball don't lie. When your your star player is out at the, the mid-range local establishment for, for females with guns and money. And, and that's what you're focused on, especially after you lose a game on the road, your integrity doesn't hold as that of a champion. You don't, you, you don't show me much like, Oh, when the adversity strikes, when LeBron is, you know, he can still put it on people. He can still make people feel him when he is going to be able to do that. Your team doesn't have the ability to respond. You didn't have what it takes in your gut to reach down deep and really come back and, and, and make Jimmy, that even a, a got, fight for two. They got 40 piece in game six. Yeah. Anyway. So well, I Dylan mean, now Brooks they, won. now they can give him some respect. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now Dylan Brooks can give him respect. So they got 40 on his head. It, it was very fitting. That's all I'm going to say. And I, and I hate talking good things about the Lakers, but it, it's very yeah. fitting. They were the, it's the, the worst situation ever because they turned LeBron into a likable figure in that first round. I'm sure he's going to do something in this round to make it. So, well, actually it's, it's going to be tough because well, he's going up against the evil empire. You still yeah. hate both teams. Like it's, it's, it's battle it's of like, the, uh, it's battle of evil empires. It's like when Britain and France had the war uh, of eight, eight, 18, 12 or whatever. I, I'm sure that I'm wrong in that, but when Britain and France had their major war, this is probably what everybody else felt like. They, I don't really like either side. 
I don't care who wins. Just beat the shit out of each other, and and we'll we'll pick the scraps of whoever else is left. Um, that series against the Lakers, what kind of matchup do you think that's go- going to be? Who do you think has my, the upper hand? In my hand? opinion, the Warriors should beat them, in my opinion. Steph Curry dropping 50 um, in Game 7 today, and this Warriors team just overall, I think, still a far better team. And it's not really saying a whole lot because the Lakers have – two guys and and they have a bunch of role players gold state warriors have one guy possibly a second guy who went one for 11 at one point in the game today um from clay thompson so i don't know i i i would say warriors uh uh, because i think that they're just better i think that they could i don't think that the the lakers can match up defensively with the warriors plain simple Mm -hmm. i I know i i I sound like a like a fucking broken record here with these defensive matchups but these seven game series are fucking chess chess matches, plain and simple. The chess matches. It's it's a game on game basis of how you defend who, how you who's going to guard when. It that's that's that, look that's I learned that from watching the Heat and watching Spo and watching when Chris is on the Heat, plain and simple. Like like Chris didn't play three or two of those NBA Finals games that he, that they won that they won against the Spurs when he won the ship. Because at the time Tim Duncan was 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 in the, was not playing the second unit, and they were giving bigger minutes to Tiago Splitter because he was great defensively in the middle, um, trying to block shots and do all that. So Chris was not necessarily needed. You were able to um, keep small lines with UD and Chris Bosh um, at the five. And now you look at this. Now you look at this Warriors series versus the Lakers. Um, Anthony Davis is going to have to be the guy here. He's going to have to be the guy. Plain and simple because. Um, it's going to be Anthony Davis versus Kevon Looney, who had 18 fucking rebounds today in the third quarter. I don't know what he finished with, but it was crazy. And I just think that the Warriors have more firepower, and the Lakers just don't have it, in my opinion. I don't think Austin Reeves is going to drop 40 again or 30 again. I don't think D'Lo has it in them to guard Steph or guard Clay. So give me Warriors winning the series. I would say – I'll say five. I think five. Warriors and five. Because I think that the Warriors are much more established, and I think the Lakers were still I, – I think last series, Lakers were just ready to beat them. That team was ready to beat them, beat the Grizzlies. I would really – wouldn't mind that at all, especially, you know, now being in the content creation game, having the Warriors get to the Western Conference Finals and possibly having that Warriors, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but you guys know what I'm mentioning – the content, the back and forth, the way that we'll be able to combine live shows after the game. It's, happening. it's not happening. We're not saying it's, it's happening. happening, but if it does happen, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world is all I'm going to mention. Because I do think, I mean, that's that is a tough matchup for the Denver, the, look, the Denver Nuggets have to go through teams that have literally broke their back. Yeah. Suns two years ago, Warriors last year, and multiple and look the Start the start of the Steph Curry dynasty started with the Dev- with him being the Denver Nuggets as a seven seed versus a two seed when we had the second best record in the NBA. Okay, we so don't forget that series where Iguodala was on our team giving plays to the Warriors. That's what started this all. Um, started this whole Warriors dynasty thanks to the Denver Nuggets and Daniil Gallinari and Ty Lawson. Um, so like I said, you have that chance, and then you have the fucking evil empire that. The other evil empire, I uh, like to say, in the Los Angeles Lakers, that have that have beaten you twice in the Western Conference Finals, twice. So, yeah. answer right some ships. That's all I'm going to say. There's a chance. Darren, Tyler, hopefully everything works out and that we get to have that little fun bit of content back and forth for the Eastern Conference side. We talked about the Heat 
taking out the Bucks last week, the Knicks and uh, beating the Cavs. So right now we have the 5-8 matchup on that side of the Eastern bracket. The Knicks now down one game to nothing after uh, the Heat won the first game of that series. And then the Sixers and the Celtics, that series starts tomorrow on Monday as we are talking about this. The Celtics do survive. They advance beating the Atlanta Hawks and now – we get that two three matchup, so technically, pretty much the mirror image of what we see on the opposite side with the Nuggets and the Suns matchup is that Celtics and Sixers matchup. They both those teams think if we win this one, it's almost a, a cakewalk to the to the finals. Which I wouldn't necessarily that. that just because of Jimmy Butler and what he's done in the playoffs, especially after what he did game one today. My God, the the, the, the Knicks the Knicks Knicks may be done at four. Is all I'm gonna say because then unless Julius Randle comes back, the Knicks don't have any answers for Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Max Struess, and company. Okay, um, it's it's it, in my opinion, it, they'd be lucky to get at six, maybe six just because he can win on home court. But yeah, Miami will roll through them in my opinion. And then you have Philadelphia and Boston where. And Bede has an LCL sprain. Funny enough, he's injured again. All that processing and all that game management that you all took place, right, where you're missing games against the Denver Nuggets because he's dodging players because of injury. Um, it's funny how that load management paid off for you guys. Um, Second-round matchup where he more than likely will be receiving the MVP this week. It's, there's zero doubt about it in my mind. Um, like I said, we have bigger goals. We have much bigger goals than winning the MVP, unlike you guys do. So – and Bede can accept his uh, MVP in street clothes um, and, and, and Philadelphia and, and accept it in a suit on the sidelines. So, plain and simple. I don't care. You can have that trophy. That's, but that's but Boston, Boston, is, Boston is ready for you. Boston is very ready for you. They fucked around. They absolutely fucked around. This, that series against Atlanta shouldn't have gone more than four. You should have knocked them out way quicker than that. But I think that they're a little more tested. And Philadelphia has had a week and a half off. A week and a half off. And here you are with Embiid's injury getting worse over that week and a half to off, I guess. Crazy. Just 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 crazy. It's it's like it's like I'm a prophet, Jimmy. It's like yeah. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to ball. Because I've watched way too much basketball in my my life that literally I could count the years amount of, of not not months, not days, probably years of hours and years of days and hours of basketball I've watched my entire life. So yeah, I I would expect Boston. I expect maybe seven game series. Um, because when Embiid comes back, I think that that Harden may win a couple games himself, not Embiid. Harden will, um, and then he'll leave them. So, so uh, uh, give me give me Boston in seven. I do think it's a long series because it's the best two teams in the East left. But yeah. Boston wins the series absolutely. If Embiid wants to already start complaining about an injury, yeah, Boston will win this game. And will this game win the series? It's poetic justice, a hundred percent, because the way that Philadelphia fans tried to go after Jokic, saying, "Well, this is your MVP, back-to-back MVP. He's never won, gone past the second round." Well, right now, your your MVP. No, MVP is doesn't that, even want to play in the second round. He doesn't want to, but you have the possibility of your MVP accepting the trophy either one after you get beat in the second round, because I don't know when they're gonna. I I don't know when the I date is that they're gonna week. reveal I it. I think it's this week because last probably year this week. The second round, but. That would be hilarious if he wasn't even suited and playing in the game that he gets his MVP. Oh, really? This is your MVP? Couldn't be me. Couldn't be my MVP. Well, Might my be your MVP. MVP. My MVP was in a was in a, a horse stall in Serbia, enjoying life. Your MVP is is worrying about an injury that he's had um, for a week now. A week and a half after that he injured himself. A week after a week and a half off. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. 
No, I think the the 76ers Celtics, once that thing gets going, we're we're gonna see very quickly whether or not Philadelphia is gonna have the mental toughness to push that thing. Because if they don't, it's just it's almost Boston written in the has stars. the mental toughness. It's almost written in the stars. Yeah. Austin has the mental toughness that Philadelphia doesn't, plain and simple. So I yeah. like I said I that's why I expect Boston to win. I I think I agree with you. I think Boston's gonna win that one. I expect it. Um and then I expect Boston to beat be able to beat Miami, but I don't. I, I don't know if a player gets this hot. Is a player is one player able to get you all the way through? I know that LeBron used to do that, LeBron, but in yeah. my opinion, Jimmy Butler is not LeBron. Uh, is he's is Le- he's Jimmy playing Butler LeBron to level to that? He he might be playing to LeBron level, but can LeBron he finish level. out the story? Because this is almost like I'm just waiting for when it's going to become unstable. I don't think it's stable right now, but when is it going to break? Uh, the only thing unstable right now is 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 uh, Jimmy Butler's mindset because he, he is a lunatic fringe that is is will is telling anybody give me your toughest battles. <laughs> I I want to lose the playing game on purpose just so I can knock down Giannis. Let me be down by fifteen in game one in the first half just so that I can go up and and come back and beat the living shit out of New York in Madison Square Garden against my former coach and tip Tom Thibodeau. Like, I. I Look, I, I I think Jimmy Butler can do it. I'm gonna tell you right now. If 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 let me make that clear. If we get a Heat versus Nuggets NBA Finals, I'm gonna lose some friends. Um, there's a good chance I lose a friend, and then we may lose a because uh, a re- reoccurring guest. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Is there's a chance that may happen, but 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 in the long run, Jeremy's my brother, so it probably won't. But I I I think that they really do have a chance. I think that they beat the, the Knicks in five. I, I really do. I think, and, and you rest yourself up to a point where you're healthy and ready to play against um, Boston or Philly in the second round. You, you have a good chance. You absolutely have a very good chance. Um, before we move on, is there anything else that we need to talk about in regards to the NBA so far on this playoffs run? Obviously, we're looking forward to what's going to happen in this Suns and, and Nuggets series. Um, yeah, break no, down. I, yeah, breaking down game two. I do think that the Nuggets will win. I, I, I don't like I said. I expect a five point win. I'd be very shocked if it's another double digit win, unless the six, unless the Suns fold um, with five minutes left again. Um, I think, I think that, I think that the Denver Nuggets do squeak out a win. I think that you see a much better performance from Chris Paul. Actually, not fuck Chris Paul. I see you see a much better performance from DeAndre Ayton. Um, I think Devin Booker, Kevin Durant both dropped 30, and I think it's a much closer game, but I think Devin Nuggets still win. Um, I will be in person at game four. I will be in Phoenix for game three. I won't be at the game, but I'll be at game four in Phoenix. So um, all I'm going to say is it would be very funny if, if, if the Nuggets went up 2-0 and possibly 3-0 going into game four. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be very funny if I'd be in that building. That's all I'm going to say. Oh boy, we're we're already we're gonna we might have to, we might have I'm to not fly happy back either. out. Of, yeah, I'm not happy either. I'm not fucking happy. I want to beat them by more. I think this team is so much better than them. Playing playing simple. I want to beat them by more. I want to keep doing that every single game to them because I think they're inferior to us. Okay, I really do think that they are. So like I said, I'm not happy. I want to keep this up. I want Jamal Murray Flurry to keep going. Uh, it's not even a Murray Flurry anymore. It's a Murray fucking Blizzard, and it's not Bubble Murray anymore. It's just Jamal Murray. Okay, it's just that's who, yeah, the, he's that's proven. who this guy is. He's, he's taking Murray. that step. He's it's, taking it's, that it's, step. It's, it's ain't no Bubble Bubble Fraud. This is this yep. is who he is. Okay. Um. So yeah, I expect a game two win. Um. And then all you gotta do is win one on the road. Win one on the road and bring it home and finish five. 
those two games that we have coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets and Suns game two, and uh, Sixers-Celtics also be taking place on Monday night. Then Tuesday, the Lakers-Warriors and the Heat and Knicks will both start off with their first – or well, the Heat and Knicks will play their second game, and the Warriors and Lakers will kick off that series on Tuesday night. All four of those games are on TNT. Um, and, yeah, sprinkled in nicely. I If I were like you, Nico, and I really like basketball all this much, I it would be hard for me to say that this time of the year wouldn't rival – uh, you know, that college football, the the bowl season into the playoffs, right into oh, the Super Bowl. This is like yeah. jam-packed, and you get daily, like, oh, basketball playoffs. Oh, Jimmy, we, playoffs. Have, we have three game sevens right now today. We had three game sevens today. One one just happened, one playing right now, and obviously one later tonight for the apps. I, th- yeah. I mean, fuck. I, I, I have friends going to fucking watching baseball right now. Like, what are we, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, yeah. Are we- it's like if I were tr- truly watching the XFL playoffs. Really? I'm sorry. Right. Baseball only matters in, in fall. Okay. That's why it's called the fall classic. I could care less what the Rockies score today was. Okay. And it's funny because the Rockies, I think, are playing the Diamondbacks because I saw some Diamondbacks gear. Or, or so Suns gear in like some of the pictures of my friends who went to the um, Rockies versus D-backs game. So it's funny that both of the both of the Arizona teams are here in Denver playing right now. But no, it was. I'm, it's, I'm not watching. I'm not Nico, watching. We, we're that much closer to double digit wins on uh, the season. Uh, all right, game seven talk now, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm just saying for the um, people who cared, I guess. I don't even really care all that much. The Rockies did win. If you live in Colorado right now and you're actually paying that much attention to the Rockies, I feel bad for you because there's two fucking great teams playing right now, okay? That's all I'm going to say is if you're that dedicated to the Rockies, kudos to you. But you need to be watching the other two teams right now because they deserve your respect. We need to be paying attention to things elsewhere. Um, Stanley Cup playoffs. Right now we have two matchups or one matchup set three other teams into the finals or into the, the semifinal round of this thing. And then we obviously, like Nico was saying, we have a few game sevens that are currently underway. Uh, Florida is leading Boston as we speak. 3-1 right now, choke one job, nothing. Boston. 3-1 choke job. All leading up to a possible Leafs Cup run, Jimmy. <laughs> Boston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about Toronto. We have, plenty of, we have plenty of storylines to get to because Toronto, Carolina – Dallas all punched their tickets to the second round, still waiting to see who they're going to play. Well, we do have well. Vegas and Edmonton that right. know they are playing against each other in their semifinal round. And then New Jersey, New York, that New game. Game seven. They have to get to a game seven, and the, the Avalanche and the Kraken. Are, are the Rangers and Devils tomorrow? Is that when they're playing yeah, their Rangers, game? Because they played yesterday. Rangers and Devils are tomorrow. That's kind of shitty. Otherwise, I, if if I were the NHL, I know that the players hate playing back to backs. How do you not have three game sevens all in one day? I mean that that'd be that'd be unreal. Especially because a few of these series, unlike the, I mean, it's not the Avalanche and Kraken series because we know those two teams. Well, Minnesota, up. Minnesota won. They would have had it, but Minnesota lost in six. Yeah. Poor no, Minnesota lost lost both their teams in the playoffs. Are we really I mean, saying poor really, Minnesota right now? I'm not. I really are are we really? Minnesota. Because you know that behind – well, actually now I think since the, the Leafs won, it's been Minnesota for the longest first-round playoff drought. 
they they now take over that mantle. I'm not saying anything. Pretty that sure, the last time know. they won, it was against us. I'm pretty sure it was the last time. Oh, it is. It, it is. 13, and so. it, the last time that they were in a contention to win a Stanley Cup was 2003. They made it to the Cup final and lost that year. I was listening all about it this morning uh, on Teledabs. It is so. Shout out those guys over on on that show with Christian and Griffin. Let's um. Let's talk about uh, game six first. Then we'll talk about the other games, the other teams that have moved on. We'll wrap things up with our predictions before we get into talking about these uh, first uh, game five, or excuse me, game six. It is brought to you by Row One Brand. Go to rowonebrand.com. Follow them at the Cool Stub on Twitter. If you get anything in the art gallery, use code VSN15. You get 15% off everything in the art gallery. If you're looking for a stylish new sports sports themed watch, you can use VSN20 and you get 20% off your watch order. So Rowan Brand is the presenting sponsor of this segment here. Game six between the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken. I would say that's the closest that this team has looked from last year to this year Absolutely. in the playoffs. It's the because best game that was played all season, I would even say. Not even they did high. they did that a few times last season. So hopefully they they can continue to do so and, and we see a, a version of it tonight in game seven. Um, well, we have all these other things to talk about with game sevens in the Colorado avalanche. We, we know we have to get to all of it, but so far like that, just having two shutdown periods where you control all of the action, you limit them to four shots in the second period of game six, it's, you it, give it, them almost it's, no it's chances in shots, period three. It, it was four shots, non, uh, non, uh, power play, um, four shots on goal. The last two periods that were non power play shots. I believe the stat was not just second quarter. I believe or not second quarter. Fuck, there's not quarters in hockey. For uh, the a second period, um, there was four shots on net by the Seattle Kraken in non and non, non power play minutes. So that's that's such a big kudos to what the Avs did. They were able to really just hunker down, and this was the this was the game that we were expecting at some point this series. I'm glad that we were able to get it. Um, and and really, all in all, there wasn't too much extra drama that came out of it as well. There's only the few things that, that pretty much everyone is aware of already. Um, but to, to start things off, being able to bounce back, show that mental resiliency after having – they almost scored the first goal of the series for the first time. God, yes, he's offside. It's, he is, he is you know, he offside. Was. He was. It's the only – it's one of the only calls that they've gotten right so far in the playoffs. So I'm going to give the referees that he was offside. So yeah, you have to do take it back. And yeah, the Kraken score for the first time in six games in a row now. So they they're loving life over there, but coming back, getting that tie at the end of the first period, knowing that in the second period, you were going to come out and absolutely put one on them. And and that's what exactly what they did, but being able to get that first goal, um, I believe it was Miko. Right, Miko got the first I, one. I believe that if the Avs did not score that first goal or that goal at the end of the first, I think that they might have lost Game Six. Plain and simple. I think yeah. you get that you get that momentum going to the second, and third. I think that lifted everything, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I, I that was massive. It was Miko, I believe, and Miko got the first one. Then you have Lecky get two in the second period. Uh, actually, I'm one in the say second period. I, I EJ got the Lecky. second one in the second period. Yeah, yeah you did. You did say Lecky. Lucky game uh, winner, so kind of not a big deal, not a big deal. No, EJ got the game. EJ was the game oh, winner. Lucky was, was the extra icing on the cake. That was the yeah. first time that we've scored on like a set face-off play five-on-five in this series is what it seems like with that Lucky goal. 
because it literally went McKinnon, McKinnon, Taves, McCarr, McKinnon, Rantanen. All of a sudden, Lecky's got it, and it's in the back of the net. Oh, my goodness. What are we? <laughs> Where was this? Where Why do we have to wait till now? Why? We don't have to kill everyone in Denver because we were all feeling it. Everyone. Everyone oh, was in the same real. spot. I went through the entire day on at school on Friday, and literally I, I have one girl who plays hockey. She's she's on, like, one of the traveling teams. So we talk about it, and she goes, I don't know. I don't. I did not recognize that team. I said, yeah, no, I didn't recognize them either. I haven't recognized them yet, this playoff series so far. That was the first time I've recognized them as my Colorado Avalanche. I still think that that's, that's the best game they've played so far. They oh, can play is. better. No, they, they can play better can. because Georgie, Georgie gave up the one, was able to bounce yeah. back and not give up a thing the rest of the game. They he they This team has another level to them. I think they that's did. what's the scariest thing. They absolutely do. And then you want to talk about uh, on the Seattle side, like country in a game is one of the hardest things to do in sports, especially hockey. And you don't think that the Colorado Avalanche and their resilience to get back to a point where – yeah, we can get, we can get to a game seven at home. It wasn't wasn't a turn factor. Like like look, we, we said Gani Gord and, and Brandon Tanev and the rest of the rest of something or a lot of those guys on the Kraken team have cup experience, have experience winning cup games, um, um, series country games. But it's different when it's a whole group of guys that don't know how to do it. Plain and simple, a whole group of guys that don't know how to do it together. So it's going to be and when you when you do that when you do that. It's, it, it shows who the, who the real team is, plain and simple. It shows who the real team is. And the Avalanche came to play on game six. I believe them to, that, that, that we're going to see a similar energy and similar um, um, will to win in game seven because Seattle right now it, it was riding on the depth. At some point, the depth's butts got real clenched. Real clenched. Nacho fucking Libre style, okay? That shit clenched real tight. Because all of a sudden, when you were up one zero, you're like, "Holy shit, we can do it!" And then, then that, then that doubt after that Miko goal and at the end of the first one in, that doubt went into your mind. That holy, oh shit, this is gonna be harder than we thought. They're not gonna go away. They're not gonna go away. And, and so, like I said, now first ever game seven in franchise history. First ever game seven for a lot of those guys. Um, and like I said, Grubauer, you put a kid Grubauer stand the bright lights. He wasn't able to do it here. Like I said, when when the right shine brightest, Grubauer got injured and Grubauer just fell apart. Plain and simple. It's why, it's why the Washington Capitals, where you want to go way back in time, and I believe it was 2017 or maybe 2018, that's why they went with Braden Holpe in net after Grubauer was the number one guy for the whole year. So we'll see. We'll see is all I'm going to say. It is. It has been a long, long time. There's a lot that we have to get to. Where I'm going to save that more for the preview side of things. Um, I think the one other thing that I want to touch on from Game Six is this issue with Jordan Eberle, Andrew Cogliano, because that is an evolving situation. Initially, afterwards, it looked like he was going to be able to come back. Cogliano he went back on the ice. Fine. Yeah, he he, went, he did finish ice. the rest of the game, uh, and now he has played hockey in the Stanley Cup playoffs with a broken thumb broken finger and now a broken hand. Andrew Cogliano is, is he's one of those iron, iron people. If that hit happened to anybody else, I don't think that they get up off the ice initially. They don't get it. They won't be able to come back into the game. So he deserves a lot of kudos, but unfortunately he's now 
out indefinitely, not going to be available for game seven tonight, which sucks because he's a, a leader in the locker room. He's a, a pest on the ice. He makes sure that those guys like Logan O'Connor, the Alex Newhooks, uh, the depth pieces for the Avalanche, they know they're, they understand their roles. They're there to be pesky. Don't let guys come up, free up the ice and, and forecheck like your, your life depends on it. Cause you're going to open up chances for the better players that are around you. And if Andrew Cogliano is not available for the rest of the playoffs, along with the laundry list of other players that we right now do not have left for the playoffs, it's going to suck, but it does not mean that the avalanche are going to not be able to overcome things moving forward. However, why is Jordan Everly's situation any different than Kale McCarr's situation? It's, Both it's, players it's, in this, know, in this situation, case. The situation is that uh, uh, Cogliano isn't a pussy like, like, like Jared McCann is. And didn't even lay on the still, but, for 15 minutes. Even still, I, I get that Jordan Georgie Paros only sees like two clips and whatever is brought in front of him. So that maybe that was a little bit too late. They still both, both those guys are injured out. He's not coming back for the hits. series. He prepares for hits. Plain simple. Ever or, or McCann's dumbass decided, uh, this is hockey. I'm against the boards. I'm probably uh th- there's no way I get hit, right? Like, it's not gonna happen, right? No. Cogliano is a tougher guy, tougher will than McCann's dumbass. Play plain simple. And McCann's injury, yeah, it was bad, but there's a chance that if Seattle moves on, that he's back. Cogliano's done for the season. He's done for the season. Like, like that neck injury, C5, I believe it was. There's no oh take the rest of the series off and hopefully be back for game, round two. No, and I get it that 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 Cagliano is not the level of player to this team that that Jeremy McCann is, but but play, the, the McCann is to this, the Kraken. But at the same time, the the league has shown that playing simple, it it does not care. It, it, it figures they, they let the league they let the league um and they let the league that they let the league figure out. That they they or they let teams figure out that you're going to police yourselves because we don't know how to police it ourselves. We're we're going to let you do it yourself because we can't do it ourselves. It is one of the more frustrating things because right now that that is losing a player. Like I said, it's not necessarily loss of of too much production that's on the ice, but it's going to be seen. It's going to be felt if, if things happen a certain way tonight. That could be the reason and the catalyst that Seattle is able to overcome. And we see them possibly moving on after this game seven is because Andrew Cogliano won't be available and he won't be able to have his presence out there. Now, all of the rest of the guys, the Darren Helms, the Gabriel Landeskogs, you're going to rely on people who aren't necessarily known as vocal leaders to be able to get guys in the right situations. And I really hope that they're able to do so. Um, Let's look around the rest of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs for now. We'll get back to the Colorado Avalanche, give more predictions. So our predictions for the do or die game seven are coming up. Um, but let's talk first about the game that's going on currently. The uh, Boston Bruins are now down 2 nothing. Oh, Boston. As we oh, are, are no. speaking. It's 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 like the the President's Trophy curse is, is real, Jimmy. It's like it's, it's like that it something is like we've been it saying for three years. It's crazy. Winning yep. his team, winning his team in NHL history, about to get lose a three-one lead. Look, this is Golden State Warriors esque, right? It absolutely is. Except the Warriors made the finals. You're losing yeah. to the fucking eight seed. You're losing, or not the eight seed, but the wild card team. The one of the, the last, the team last in the team in the playoffs. The last very team last in the playoffs. Team. 
Oh, yeah, Brandon, Brandon Montour, Sam Reinhart right now with the two goals. Jeremy Swayman is playing in this game. He's got given up two, two goals on 13 shots for an 846 life save percentage as we're talking about this. Sergey Brograski's only faced nine shots on the other side. So Boston, it, it, what happened? Uh, oh, no. Don't mush have, it. I, don't mush it. It's Boston cool, is a very Jimmy. good team. Oh, well, if you win this game, I'll give you your kudos. And I want them to win this show. game. I want them done. I want it. I know. I want them so I'm out. going to rub it in. What happened, Boston? Everyone was saying you're the cup favorites. Oh no, they're unbeatable, Jimmy. That's that's what I was told. They're unbeatable. No one can touch them, Jimmy. Unbeatable. Oh no, that's that's tough, ain't it? Sucks. It sucks when you actually have to play hockey games, huh? That 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 the regular it, it it's it's it sucks when you want. I mean, you can hang a banner in that Boston Arena Presidents Trophy, and you can write first round exit right after it. You can go ahead, go for it. I don't give a yep. fuck that you have that record. Join the ranks of the Nashville what, Predators. What What did Jordan say about the seventy three and ten uh, record? Right, seventy three and ten don't mean a thing without the ring. Warriors, same thing. Seventy three and nine don't mean a thing without the ring. What? However, how many points they have? One fifty. So something uh, stupid don't mean a thing without the ring. Very, very stupid. Give me a second, and I'll get that pulled. They up don't here. mean a thing without the ring. And Florida has just said, ah. Yeah, I don't care. We, we They're playing the loosest they've ever been. And this team su- decided in the offseason they're going to build themselves for the playoffs, right? The Kachuk trade was for the playoffs. The the, the 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 depth pieces they made was for the playoffs. Not a regular season team. They they won the President's Trophy last year. They were, they were uh, I think it was a second-round exit. They got swept in the second round by Tampa. Swept in the second round by Tampa Bay. Exactly. So it's funny. It's like that trophy has a, has a curse on it. Right? You it's ready funny. for this? You ready? 65, 12, and 5 on the season for 135 points. Don't mean a, the ring. Don't a goal the differential ring. of plus 128, which was the highest, as I'm scrolling through this quickly now, that was the highest goal differential of any team by 60 goals was the next closest of any team. You were legit the best regular season team this league has of ever seen. Of all time. Of all time. That's not even fucking close. Yeah. Let's clap them up, Jimmy. Clap it up. Let's give Boston a hand because they're unbeatable, Jimmy. They are Sorry, unbeatable. we're shipping it. Q ship it up to Boston. Connor McGregor. Let's they go are in. Parade. Unbeatable. This team is unbeatable except for three games in a row, I guess. <laughs> unbeatable. That would be insane if they ended up. I, mean, I don't win, know if it's going to happen. Game. If they come back and win this game, we'll, we'll, we'll take back everything we just said, but two down 2 0. Game seven. Out. I don't know if I'm going to take back too much of what I said. If nothing else, this is going to give me more energy <laughs> to come back next week and go, listen, we said if the Leafs can win their first round series against the Lightning, Leafs. which they did, which is what we're going to talk about next, that is a hell of a matchup for the Boston Bruins that and they Boston. don't want to get into right now. Yeah, Boston's, Boston's looking over there like, up. fuck, do we really want to win this? If we let Florida win this game seven, yes, we have to deal with that shame for the rest of the summer. But we're not going to get embarrassed by our original six rival in the second round. That's not going to happen. It's been if- nine, nine straight, Jimmy. I just saw statistics as I'm watching this game live as well. Nine straight uh, President's Trophy winners that haven't made it past the second round. The, the, you don't want to be the best ago, team in the regular season. Ten years ago was the Chicago Blackhawks who, who won the – who won the cup? So that's the only that's the only uh, coup de gras, I guess, that changes everything. But that literally was a decade ago. 
was the last time someone who won that cursed trophy won. Yeah, the so reason why Jimmy, the reason why last year we all said, "Don't fucking win it, go win the trophy, win, lose some games the other year." I don't care how it happens, lose some games because yeah. it doesn't matter if you're number one in the West. That's all that matters. We that don't want that, that trophy. All that matters is you do not want to win that trophy. Um, <clears throat> let's let's turn our attention towards the other side of that mini mini quadrant of the bracket. Toronto wins in Toronto. They get the monkey off oh, no, their no, back after lost. 24 long they, they years. Oh no, Tampa. they did. They won in they won Tampa. Tampa. They did win in Tampa. They Everybody Tampa. wins everything in Tampa. I should have known. You always win in Tampa. If we know one thing, uh, hopefully our guys at um, uh, God, We the Thunder are listening to us right now. If you want to win something significant, go to Tampa. You're going to do it. 24 years. It is no longer. You cannot any longer say that these 24-year-old Leafs. 19 years. 19 years. Since 2004. For the first time since 2004. The Toronto Maple Leafs can say that they've won a playoff series in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So congratulations to them. They get their flowers. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and company prove that they are superstars that can make it, and they can win a playoff series. And, they and, and just I, broke away 3-1 leads to the day that they die. And, and, I, and all I want to know, and all I want to say is that, yeah, I was all over Tampa Bay uh, getting winning this series. I, I'll say it. But uh, there's been a, not a bigger supporter from Austin Matthews of shows that we listened to in a long time. Maybe maybe Paul Bissonnette. That's the only one. I fucking love this Leafs team. I really do. I, that's why I said it's either you're going to win this series or you're going to come final. <laughs> Plain and simple. Plain and yeah. simple. It, it's the best team in the East, in my opinion. Plain and simple. It is the best team in the East. I don't think Carolina has it. I obviously Boston fucking has it out for themselves are, are going to kick uh, Boston just got one back, but they, they, they have it out for themselves in game seven. Um, the Canes, I said, no, the what's the other season Rangers and devils. No, uh, it's the best team right now coming out of the East could be Toronto very easily. could be Toronto. So I, I, be, I believe in the Le- Leafs and they got the monkey off their back. Now I believe that they're set up for a run. Um, look, Tampa Bay, you had a historic run, three cup finals in a row. Um, two of them, obviously, you're winning. But like I said, it's going to be the first time since before COVID that the, that the Eastern Conference will be um, represented by someone not named the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the last team that wasn't the Tampa Bay Lightning that represented the Eastern Conference was Caps. Washington Caps, Capitals yeah, won. Yeah. when Ovi had his, his epic celebration with the cup and everything like that. Um, the game the other night, the three stars – John Tavares, Ilya Samsonov for the Leafs. So these guys, all we've talked about really for the last few years, the reason why we've been able to say that the Leafs can never get past the first round and why it's been such a point of contention is because they've put so much investment into this team anyways, and it just never seems to work out. Well, those are two guys that you invested in. Ilya Samsonov was brought in to replace the goaltending that they thought was subpar last season. He's done so. He's got them to a place where they haven't been before. John Tavares is the captain of the team. One of the weirdest captains in the entire league was a guy that they brought in from New York and they said, we're going to build around you, hopefully, and, and bring in these superstars that you're going to help mold in Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. And now those guys have can say that they've accomplished one thing on their goal list. Now they don't have to hear about it anymore, right? They're going to answer all the questions leading into figuring out who their next round matchup is. Once that matchup is set, now you don't have to hear about the fact that this team hasn't won a playoff series in X amount of years. Now you just get to worry about the, the series that's in front of you, and sometimes that's the most freeing thing, getting those shackles off of you, not having to worry about some sort of external curse. I mean, I felt it this season with being just a Bengals fan. 
uh, going into the playoffs this year, I didn't didn't have to say it's been since the 80s that that we won last. You know how to do this. Let's continue on, figure out how far this thing can go. I think that they're a very talented team. I, I agree with you that they could very easily be the representative Easy. of the Eastern Conference right now, um, especially think, uh, the way that I, Boston's I think, looking. I think it's their East lose. That's a boy. I, I, it's weird saying that about the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it should be their 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 Eastern Conference lose. Yes. Um, other side of the Eastern Conference, we mentioned that the Devils and Rangers they are tied. They will have Game Seven tomorrow. So maybe we'll when we at, do our do our die Game Seven predictions uh, later on for the Avalanche, we'll do one for them as well. We'll do that first. But the Carolina Hurricanes do stave off elimination. They win two road playoff games to beat the New York Islanders. One thing that we've always said about the Hurricanes is that they Lost don't win playoff yeah. games on the road. But close down five and did it in six. Weirdly enough. And you have to throw back in Freddie Anderson, which I feel like is is really early to have that that card being played in your deck. You know, you don't always want to throw things out there quite so often. I think the fact that you couldn't get through New York with Auntie Ranta should show you that maybe this isn't going to be the team. It, it was set up to be a great a great run, and you were going to get like we said, Pacioretty was going to be considered like a, an extra trade deadline acquisition, and then he goes down. You don't expect that. You don't expect other guys to be hurt and having to deal with the the depth. The guys that you should you know should have been playing maybe 15 minutes a night are suddenly playing 25, 28 minutes a night, and it exposes them. And in the playoffs, it exposes them even more. This Hurricanes team, I think, was set up to be that way. They're just they don't have that star power left over, and I think they're going to struggle. It's it's hard for me to sit here and say that I see them e- beating either the Rangers or the Devils. I think the Rangers and the Devils both have a clear shot to the conference final series. Well, at least. Abs- I, I agree. I, I agree. I think we're seeing something similar to what the Hurricanes did in the first round last year. They won home games. They won home games every single game, and that's how, and because they had home ice in Game Seven, so why they won? I think they lost in five to New York um, in the second round, or it might have mm-hmm. been. Of six, whatever it was. Um, I like I said, I don't think that this team has the offensive firepower to be sustainable for X amount of games. Plain simple. They're well coached. They're very well coached. They're very good defensively as well. But I just don't think that this team can score offensively with what Jack Hughes is doing in New Jersey or what 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 uh, advantage have a company is going to do in New York. Plain simple. Yeah. Uh, I think they have a lot riding against them right now, and and that's going to be one of the series where. You, they're, they're going to need a lot to go their way. They're going to have a lot of extra luck that they're going to be relying on. And if you rely on luck, that normally isn't the best um, best strategy moving forward. Moving over to the Western Conference side, let's talk about this specific matchup. Uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, the Edmonton Oilers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights with Mark Stone and company over there. Alex Petrangelo leading the charge from the back end. Vegas is a good team. We know about that firsthand from when they eliminated us a couple years ago. But is this team going to be able to stand up to the two best players, arguably the, the best players in the world, yeah. in Leon yeah. Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid? What are you expecting from this one? I expect Edmonton to win. I really do. I think that Edmonton is – I think they had to they had to lose some games against the Kings to realize, oh, fuck, we're really going to blow this with McDavid. I think they're a much better team. I think their goaltending is so, so much better than last year's. My God, Jack Campbell makes such a big difference compared to fucking Mike Smith. Oh man, it's it's night and day. And I think that I think that the, the, look the, the Knights have much more much more offensive firepower than they did two years ago when they played us, or three years ago, whenever it was when they played us. Plain and simple. Uh, Jack Eichel obviously is a big time component of that. So 
I, 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 I would be – I'm betting on the Oilers. I, I think that the Oilers – actually, I'm not betting, but I, I am in my mind, I will be betting on the Oilers, plain and simple. So I think that they win the series. I really do. I think their offensive firepower is too much, and I think Jack Campbell can match um, anything that, that – that, uh, Either Jonathan Quick or I think it's uh, Thompson. I think not. Not Logan Thompson. Who's the goalie? Um, that <sighs> Can't, I'll, I can't. I'll get it in a second. I'll get it in a second. Either way, I, I just I just still think that Edmonton has has all the juice and that that I think that I think they need. I think they're ready. I think this team is prepared for for a Cup final run. It would be funny. Brossois. Okay. Not that is. Guy about either so what yeah. do they go with him Laurent or Brossois. I think they're going to see a flurry of shots and I think that Edmonton wins the series ultimately a flurry of shots was that a pun Nico did you are you working in a pun there just a little bit sorry a I little bit it is we've already mentioned the fact that they they should be ashamed of themselves for losing this this year but the Minnesota wild once again struggling to do anything that, that they it just can't get out of the first round. They now hold the record for the worst, longest worst time. Cap, worst cap hit in the league, too. Like they're gonna lose guys. Yeah. It's not getting better. It's not, it's not. You're still paying Parise, who's playing for the Islanders, I think 50 million. You're still paying Dumba a stupid amount of money. Like this team is not gonna get much better. I hate to it's tell not, you that. No. It's not. It is not. And and I think that they are. I mean, the only person, only people that you're there to blame are guys like Billy Guerin, the the GM. It's it's something they try to they try to build the championship team right away, and they decided we're not going to get past the second round. I think the at the maximum still past the first round since Billy Guerin took over. Even um, it nope. might be so. I yeah, it, there's a, there's a reason why they say built not bought, and Minnesota tried to bought then buy their ways quickly into 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 being contenders with all the trades I did and doing all that with Hartman and, and Parise trade. And you go down and listen to bad trades and signings I did that like, like it, it comes full circle, plain and simple. It comes full circle. So Minnesota is going to have question marks. It's either a total rebuild and just leave Kurt off on the team or run it back with the same team. And that team is not anywhere near the top of the West. No. And I think too, it, to, let's look at the other side of this thing in, in the Dallas stars, um, specifically Jake Ottinger, and I'm getting those stats pulled up now, but we said that he was going to be a handful. He was a handful so far this season in the postseason. Six games, he was 4-2 and two with a 1.83 goals against and a 9.45, or excuse me, 9.29 save percentage right now. He, that he's, is, he's been very, very, very good. He's I've going won. to make life hell for either the Kraken or uh, the Avalanche, but absolutely. he makes it so much easier, life so easy on the Dallas Stars. Oh, it's yeah. reminiscent of – he's not on that level Vasilevsky. yet, but like Vasilevsky, yeah. he's reminiscent of the Waz and the, and the Balfours of the, the yesteryears where guys are like Brodeurs that, that can sit back there, take everything that the other team has to offer – and know that they're going to be able to stand up and, and back their guys up 100%. So Absolutely Jake Ottinger no. definitely I, proved to I, be a, a difference maker in that series. Ottinger is him, and I think Ottinger does have all the capabilities of, of leading this team to where they want to be, plain and simple. Yeah. That's why I'm – so I said, like I said, the abs have to take care of business tonight, but it, like I said, I think the Stars should be the favorites going into the abs series, plain and simple. Abs or Kraken. They'll be, yeah, they'll be let the, you say it. Yeah, Abs or Kraken. They'll be the favorites in either series easily. They will.
They will be, and they should have. I mean, they were right there at the end, too, with the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Central. They they could have been playing the Seattle Kraken just as easily in the first round as the Colorado Avalanche, but Jake Ottinger was a huge, huge momentum shift, and you're getting that reminiscent production of guys like Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan that weren't necessarily the healthiest, but winning that series in six games after everybody predicted it was going to be a seven-round body blow series – Boston, by the way, just scored, so it's cut in half 2-1 with 7.47 left in the second. I I did say that about 10 minutes ago. It's okay, though. Uh, You you know, I'm trying to do a lot of things. I'm running a lot of different things around in my head. It's Um, a live show. That's why we're live. Yeah, no, I had to give another – I gave an extra update for those people who just tuned in. Duh. I know exactly what I'm talking about. It's not that I'm not listening to you. Uh, Let's do it. Let's get into our do-or-die Game 7 predictions. Seattle Kraken, Colorado Avalanche, 8 p.m. coming up in about couple two hours. If you're in Colorado with us, um, there there are some nerves. There are some things that we should address. Not going to have Andrew Cogliano. Uh, everybody knows that. Not sure if we're going to have Manson. I haven't looked to see if he's going to be in the lineup. But the lineup. I, wouldn't, sorry, I wouldn't mess with it. I think everything that you work. didn't. Everything that you did in the last game, you should try and replicate as much as you can. You're obviously going to have to replace that Cogliano piece on his line. But um, the Colorado Avalanche have not won a game seven since 2003. It has been since the last time, the, the second to last time that they won the cup, that, that last the game last, in New Jersey. And I'm pretty sure the last game seven at home was that Minnesota game in 2013 with Wall behind the bench too. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, so there's it's it's a lot, and, and game sevens are tough in general. Closeout games are tough, and both teams are in a closeout situation now. You'd like to say that the Avalanche are going to be able to rely on their experience, and I think you are. You just have that possibility, and that's what I'm going to bring up first. Is Seattle going to be able to ignore the bright lights, ignore everything, and do what we say a lot about a lot of these different teams and a lot of different sports? Are they going to be aware that they shouldn't be able to handle this pressure? Are they going to be aware that they shouldn't be able to be in this situation? Or are they going to say, fuck it, we don't have that awareness. We're just going to go out there. We're going to play as hard as we can. And are they going to be able to come away with this thing knowing that, you know, do or die, Are they, the lights are the brightest that they can be. If they can get through this thing, get to the second round, who knows what, what can happen from there. But they are very – they're just as close to winning and going on to the next round as the Colorado Avalanche. I want to make sure that we're all well aware of that fact. Oh, very, very, very much so. And, look, I think that the Kraken – I think I expect a high-energy game from them. I really do. I expect them to fly around. But, like, like I said, if I'm the Avs, there's a couple of things that I think are key factors. One, don't let this Everly thing get to you. Don't. Don't. There's no need to scrap. There's no need There's no need to, to go at them and try to take a dirty hit and a penalty. Uh, there's no no room for that. Don't put McDermott in lineup. Look, we are here to win cups, plain and simple. Like we are not here to fucking win personal battles for a guy injury. And we, I would love Connor to be on back in the lineup, but plain and simple, we have bigger goals than 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 getting back at a guy for for um for for, for what he did to one of our guys miss, being out for the rest of the season. Okay, and, and I I expect the Avs and and Bednar to have that have that feeling and be like, do you know what's a task here? Do you know what's a task? We don't need to be taking stupid hits. We don't need to be taking stupid slashing penalties, stupid late hits on Everly. They're going to try to poke you. They're going to they're going to egg you on. Plain and simple. You have to have the cooler head. Mm-hmm. And th- that's what they did last year. Bennington poked the bear. Stood your head, right? Um, you 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 gotta be able to do that again. You cannot go out, take dumb penalties, try to send a message. And, and, and your only message you need to send is that the last game of, of, of Everly's season this year will be tonight. 
That's the message you need to send. It's not a, let's eat some fucking boards tonight. It's a, shake my fucking hand, you pussy, after your ass is getting packing your bags and cleaning your locker when you get back to Seattle. That's how it should be. That's how it should be. So that's what my, my, my key to this game is, is play your game. Because when you play your game like you did game five, there isn't many teams in, this, in, in the league that can beat you. There isn't. It doesn't matter the firepower that you're missing. It doesn't. Um, there's not many teams that, play, that can beat the game that you can play up and down the ice, up and down on the ice, shots on net, not, get, not taking stupid penalties. Not many teams that can beat you, but they're doing that. They have established that this team can play that style of hockey, and you are seeing the leaders of this team step up in the moments that they need to. That Eric Johnson goal was the first time that he scored since oh, last yeah. year's cup final. He he had gone 90 plus shots without putting the puck in the back of the net, but you saw it. He, he gets that goal. It, it energized, it energized him to the point where it energized the rest of the team to the point where you got lucky scoring two goals after that. And, Guys are putting themselves in situations. That was the biggest thing. Yeah, you still didn't get much depth scoring. I'm not going to count Lekkonen's goal as depth scoring. EJ's possibly. But the depth is at least threatening now. Nieto looked like he was going to get a goal. O'Connor was pesky. I still think Logan O'Connor is going to score in this series. I think in order for the Colorado Avalanche to win, Logan O'Connor, Alex Newhook, or one of those other guys, Ben Myers, are going to have to score in this series. Matt Nieto um, just – playing the game that you know you need to play. Don't let guys get behind you. Don't turn the puck over in your own end. If you play a solid, sound hockey game, Colorado Avalanche are a good enough team that you can just win. You don't have to win 8-1. to one. You don't have to impress anybody. It's all just about getting to the next round of the playoffs because when you get to the next round of the playoffs, we've already established goals are going to be very hard to come by. So learn how to win these close games early. Make this a, a tried-and-true playoff game where it's going to be battling in the corners. Think about that. That game-winning goal was a battle in the corner where McKinnon got slashed and tripped and knocked down and swiped that in the corner. He keeps the puck on his stick with one hand, shovels it up somehow to Eric Johnson, and Eric Johnson buries it. Like, that was a battle. It was a grimy goal, and that was the game-winning goal. It stood up as the game-winning goal for the Colorado Avalanche to win that game and push the, push the series to this Game 7. We could there's, have not been talking about this tonight. Yeah, that griminess is there. There is pressure on the Seattle Kraken. There obviously is pressure on the Colorado Avalanche, right? Cup, final, cup champs losing in the first round. But what, what pressure makes fucking diamonds, plain and simple. And that, those diamonds that were on that championship ring last year showed the pressure that the Colorado Avalanche were able to were able to combat last year. So doing that again this year, having a chance to to, to right right the wrong of going down three two, losing a game five at home, you have that opportunity. You obviously have that opportunity. We do have that opportunity. Um, let's get into predictions. We're starting off with prediction for Game 7 of New York and New Jersey. What do you think is going to happen between the Rangers and Devils Game 7? Who do you think goes on and plays the Hurricanes in Round 2? I'm going to say New York because I still think New York's a much better team. I think they, sh they showed a lot in Game 6. New Jersey has been a hell of a, hell of a, hell of a story. I, I gave them all the praise on Friday. I think and now I'm going to give – Give all that praise to New York. So, get, yeah, give me give me those boys and for the Rangers. All right. I, I think that the Rangers are, are going to win as well. The only place that the Jet Devils are going to win and move on and into the next round of the playoffs is on my PlayStation 4 and my, my career with uh, me playing center for the New Jersey Devils. Game 7 for the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken. I'm, I'm having uh, a – 
the the time of my life trying to think about how this team is going to move forward. Nico, what are you expecting from tonight? What's your prediction for Game 7? Uh, my prediction for Game 7 is a 3-2 win. Uh, I, I, th- I thought it was going to be a 3-2 win. I, I'm going to say 3-2 win in, in regards to the Avs, and I think somehow that the Avs are able to get their get the first goal. I I think that that is going to be one of the keys, but they, they've been working towards it the, the entire series. So I think that it's not the, the farthest out there thing to say that they should be just, able to just, make that just first, not first step. Give, let's not give them one goal to start the game. Can we please just not do that again? I don't Georgia like has two, by the way. You, you In our last episode on Friday, you gave me crap for saying that it was going to be a shutout. It was very close. Like other than that one, Georgiev came back and, and responded well, and he's played. He he has been. I, I want to make sure that no matter what happens tonight, Georgiev established that he is good enough to be the goaltender for this team for the next three years or however long his contract is, because he stood up in the playoffs and he has not been the reason that this team has been losing. No, goals. absolutely has not. So you have to let the guys in front of you take take care of business of what they need to do, in my opinion. So and I think they will. I think like I said I, I I just I'm just praying. Praying no overtime for fuck's sake. Please don't. Yeah, please. Fucking, please no. Don't do that to my fucking. I got to get up tomorrow and right. teach. I I need to be able to sleep even just a little bit. I know that I'm I, I want to sleep and I don't want to fucking have all that stress. Please just do not do that to me because the game seven against Minnesota thirteen ten years ago. God, I fucking lost sleep over that game. So let's let's not do that again, please. Yeah, let's not. Okay, that is going to bring us to the end of this bonus episode. Your predictions for Do or Die Game Sevens brought to you by SeatGeek. Make sure you download the SeatGeek app if you're looking to go to Game Seven. Uh, I doubt that there's much left that you're going to find many deals on, but that's why SeatGeek was invented. Download the app. Use promo code VSN on your first purchase. You'll get $20 off. Find yourself in the can for Game 7 of the first round, or if you're looking for whatever matchup, uh, you're possibly Game 2 for the Nuggets coming up, and then um, all the other playoff matchups that we talked about so far. We'll be back on our normal day Thursday next week. We'll recap all of the playoffs up to that point. We'll also talk about what happened in the draft. The Bengals, I think, looked solid. The Broncos had a few picks later on in the rounds. And then, uh, I mean, everybody got pretty good coming out of it, or at least that's what it looks like all the time. Well, that's what everyone hopes. Been, yeah, that's what everybody hopes for. Uh, thank you, everybody, very much for tuning in live. Hopefully you enjoy this. If you missed any part about it, you can go back and listen on demand, all podcasting platforms. Make sure that you're followed. Subscribe to YouTube. Leave a like, a comment, follow Variety Sports Network at Variety underscore sports underscore. Really proud to be affiliated with them. Um, and, yeah, hopefully moving Go forward, abs, we have some great, 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 great stuff to talk about. Go Abs. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Peace. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.